Brian Driscoll, Irish Breakdown, is with us. You've heard him many times in the show in the past. He is a very valuable resource when it comes to Notre Dame and college football in general. Riley Leonard, done deal there, Brian. Expected, but that's a relief. Yeah, it's good to get it over with, right? I mean, I, I kind of expected it to happen, knew it was going to happen, but when the fans kind of get fired up because he doesn't do it on their timeline, <laughs> you've got to kind of put out those fires for a few days. But, uh, you know, the deal is done, and, and Notre Dame's got their quarterback. And, you know, it's really the second year in a row that Notre Dame has kind of targeted a specific player kind of above all others and got him. And we'll see how this one turns out. Compare and contrast his skills with Sam Hartman. Well, I mean, they're, they're polar opposites. I mean, they're both – the thing they have in common that you hear from people when you talk to people awake and you hear from Duke is great kids, great leaders, team guys, you know, those type of things. And that's important for, for a transfer because you've got to be able to win a locker room. And if you're one of those guys that's kind of a, look at me, I'm here to, you know, do my thing, I'm here to build up myself, that's going to not go well. Uh, so you hear all those good things. But as a player standpoint, Bill, they're, they're polar opposites. I mean, Riley's a kid that, that's got a lot of arm talent, in my opinion, still developing as a passer a little bit. You know, still learning progressions and a couple things, but a lot of arm talent can change arm angles. Guy that throws a lot of RPOs, uh, which I think is significant when you look at what I what I believe Notre Dame's offense wants to be. But he's also a guy that's a dynamic playmaker, and and a guy that you know ran for 699 yards and 13 touchdowns in 2022. A guy that had almost 100 yards rushing against Clemson, almost 100 yards rushing against Notre Dame, and so he brings a much different dual threat ability to the table which when you look at the pickup of Deuce Knight as well, Bill, and you look at those two things together, those are the two quarterbacks that, that they've targeted since Jared Parker took over. I think it lets us know where he wants to take this offense compared to where it's been. What's the quarterback plan for the bowl game with Hartman out? Well, Steve Angeli will get the start. He's been the backup all year. He's done some nice things, you know, obviously coming off the bench and, and he's thrown four touchdown passes, and, and he's done some nice things. He's a guy that's well-respected by the team. And, you know, he's got some quality talent. You know, and he's not a guy that I view as a, a player that's going to go to no, start at Notre Dame and lead them to a championship. You know, but he's, uh, you know, he's, he's Drew Pine-ish, you know what I mean, as far as the ability. But I think he's got a little bit more arm talent, a little more size, and a little bit more athleticism than Drew. So uh, he's just young. And this is going to be a chance for him to kind of showcase himself to either one of two things, right? Either one is, hey, when we do have to have another quarterback battle in 2025, I'm that guy. Or B, if Steve decides to enter the transfer portal, this is a chance for him to showcase himself and make himself a little bit more attractive in that regard. Either. Any chance Minchie gets some reps? There's a chance, but I, I my understanding is Notre Dame. This is kind of Steve's job. You know, Steve's going to go out there and win and and, uh, and be the starter. Now, if, if the situation calls for it, do I think they'd hesitate to put in Kenny? No, I don't. But I don't believe this is going to be sort of like a. It's not going to be a quarterback rotation thing like we saw in 2014 with uh, with Malik Zayer and Everett Golson when they played LSU in the Music City Bowl. The hope was Blake Fisher would come back, maybe let him have the left tackle job back, and then let him develop and be a higher draft pick. He's opting out. What's the offensive line plan? Well, obviously your your inside is going to be what it was the last sure. two games of the season, right? So at tackle, my understanding is it's just you're going to kind of plug and play the, the two backups. So you have Emil Wagner at right tackle. He's a young kid, talented, athletic, just undersized. He's about 288 pounds and a really lo- a really thin lower half. And then Tosh Baker at left tackle, you know, who's a guy that, that got, I believe, two starts in 2021 
uh, before getting hurt himself. That was the year that they kind of couldn't find a left tackle until Joe Step all stepped in because they kept getting hurt. Blake Fisher got hurt, then Tasha Baker got hurt, then Michael Carmody got hurt, and then finally Joe Walt took over. Um, but, uh, you know, Tasha's obviously a veteran kid, former highly ranked guy, so uh, it, it's a big question mark. But it, it, it also is, is kind of a bonus for Notre Dame as far as a preview for next year because obviously you're not going to have, you know, you're probably not going to have Joe Walt next season either. And so I, I expect that to be uh, the, the new-look offensive line for Notre Dame in the bowl game. I knew in about two reps when Joe Alt got that job as a freshman, they were much better with him. In oh yeah, yeah. Immediately. I mean, <laughs> it, it was Bill. I mean, it was. You don't see freshmen come in that often that just are solid technicians, right? And that's what Joe was. And of course, he was long and and a quality athlete. But you could tell that this kid grew up in the home of a of a 10-year NFL veteran left offensive tackle, you know, which which he did with his dad, his dad, uh, his dad John. But it was it's and it changed their season too, Bill. I mean, you, you remember Notre Dame was kind of you know barely beat Toledo and and pulled away from Wisconsin late. They, their offensive line was struggling, but when they inserted Joe Walt and Andrew Kristoffek into the starting lineup, that really solidified things. And that Notre Dame team made a really good run down the stretch of that season. Howard Cross on the defensive line had a breakout year, and it said he's coming back. I want you to talk about that, and is there anything new on number 99, Riley Mills? Nothing new officially, but but everything that we've gathered from our intel and our sources is that they do expect him back as of right now. Now, as you know, Bill, things can always change. Yeah. right? So at this point, I don't say anything, anything definitively, but everything that I'm hearing is that, that, that that's the plan, that he plans to come back. And so – you know, Howard Cross and Riley Mills side-by-side side on what's going to be a relatively young defense next year, but a very athletic and talented defense. You know, we're going to finally see the fruits of Marcus Freeman's recruiting labor paying off a little bit. Uh, so you get those two guys back in the middle because, look, Bill, you, you look at the best teams in college football, with the exception of maybe the ones that just outscore people, you have to be good up the middle. You have to be good up the middle if you're going to have an elite defense. So, yes, you're going to have a lot of losses, but bringing back those two guys right up the middle plus all the depth that they're going to bring back. I mean, if Riley Mills comes back, which we expect him to, they're not going to lose a single guy from their defensive tackle rotation this season, which is going to be big and, and, a, and a good foundation to build your defense around. Brian Driscoll with us talking Notre Dame. Why did Rico Flores, true freshman, leave? I mean, he was recruited by Chancey Stuckey. That was kind of his guy. Um, that was the guy he wanted to play for. I, I think, you know, good kid. Rico's a good kid. But I just uh, – I think he also looked at the future of the position. And without the guy that was kind of, you know, the, the, his biggest advocate in the room, right, and you look at all the talent that they had on the roster and the talent they had coming in, and you know, I just think he wanted to get closer to home at that point in time since, since he wasn't going to get a place for the guy that recruited him to be here. But, uh, you know, there were no guarantees for Rico. He had a really good freshman year, but there were no guarantees that role was going to continue next year as they got healthier. And uh, I think he just saw it and said, hey, my, my name is big right now. You know, people, I'm going to be coveted right now. And so he took advantage of that, and now you see taking visits. And, you know, good kid, good player, just – but at the same time, a position, uh, you know, a player that, as much as I would have liked to have kept him, if you're going to say of all the freshmen, who, you know, who who would you have been the most okay leaving? It would have it would have been Rico. Mike Brown's the new wide receiver coach. They got it from Wisconsin, right? 
Yes, sir. Well, he was there at Wisconsin for one year, but then he was at Cincinnati from 20, 2019 to 2022. So he's a guy that coached with Marcus Freeman for a couple right. years, and then obviously with Mark Mickens for a year, Mike Mickens for a year, then obviously Gino Gadulli as well. Is that a good hire? I think so. I mean, look, you don't really know until every. It's like with players, Bill. Right? You, guy can be a good player. You don't know how he's going to do it another day. It's a different animal, right? But everything that I've seen so far, I love. I mean, look, you know, you. you I watched Cincinnati. You watched Cincinnati come into Notre Dame Stadium and whoop Notre Dame's butt. I watched those receivers just run circles around Notre Dame's DBs, and two, including uh, their slot guy, just start, you know spinning Kyle Hamilton into into a circle as he beat Kyle Hamilton for a touchdown. And those three kids became a second, third, and a fourth-round draft pick at Cincinnati. And Mike Brown was the receivers coach on that. So when you break down the film, I love the development. They brought a kid over from Cincinnati this year to Wisconsin who had, like I think, like three career catches. He goes to Wisconsin, and he leads their team in catches with over 60, had over 600 yards. And so you watch them play. They're good technicians. They play hard. They know how to play the game. I've talked to people in the coaching business that know him, that have worked with him. They rave about his ability to teach. He's a great teacher. I've heard this phrase Five or six times, Bill, great teacher, first thing you hear. And when you kind of look at where Notre Dame has been at receiver, that's so important because they haven't had that in a while, to be honest. I mean, really since Mike Denbrock was the receiver's coach, they really haven't had that kind of great teacher at the position and to maximize the talent that they do have. And so in that regard, I think it's a big pickup. We'll see what he can do like on the recruiting trail and all that other kind of stuff. But just as far as teaching that position and getting players to play to their, their best ability, it's got a proven track record. Transfer portal, Riley Leonard, done deal, Bo Collins coming over from Clemson, got a kid, DB coming from Arizona State. How active are they other than those? Oh, they're still working. They also got Chris Mitchell, from who's a 1,000-yard receiver at Florida International this past right. year. They had a yeah. visit this past weekend from R.J. Oban, who is a defensive end from Duke. They're a guy that they're, they're pushing hard for him and uh, I think are in a good position now with him. So that'll be big, kind of coming in and playing that Javante Jean-Baptiste role. Right. Uh, they're also recruiting Mitch Jeter, who was the place kicker at South Carolina the last two years, went 23 of 25. Uh, very, very accurate kicker. Not a huge leg. His two misses the past two years are both from 50 plus. Uh, but for, he's been a per, he's perfect. I think 21 of 21 on 49 and under. So very accurate, uh, very accurate kicker. And so they're pushing for him as well. And then they're still looking for a third receiver. Who that's going to be, I don't know. Uh, but they they are interested in the third receiver if it's the right guy, and I still believe you're going to see them continue to scour the country for for safeties. Jordan Clark's more of a nickel for that Thomas Harper role. They're still looking for a guy that could maybe potentially come in and play on the back back end as one of the deep safeties. All right, a couple of rapid-fire items. Who's the best young receiver on that team right now, freshman from this last year? Best when healthy, Jaden Greathouse. Okay, Greathouse. Tennessee fan here in Collierville, which is West Tennessee, wants to know Holden stays visited Tennessee. What kind of prospect is he? He's a talented kid. You know, he's he's a he's a little bit more of a pass catcher first, blocker second. And he's a guy that I think if used correctly and, and as he gets more experience, is not just a put him attached to him as a nine te- you know block nine techniques. He can play slot. He can actually play outside. He's a really good route runner. He's got some good speed, good hands. He just has to continue to develop as, you know, he was a young kid, but very talented player. If he goes to Tennessee, that's a very good pickup for Tennessee in my opinion. Another question here from Jim in South Bend wants to know, of the recruits in this class of 24, who's the biggest impact player? Right away, Cam Williams, wide receiver yeah. from Illinois. Wide receiver, yeah. Brian, one more. There's the music booting us off. Any idea what that NBC contract's worth? 
I've heard a bunch of rumors, Bill, that range too great. Not even I, I couldn't even tell you, man. I mean, as far as anybody that's credible source, I haven't heard anything. Yet. I haven't either. All right, see you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. There he is, Brian Driscoll. Take the break. We'll clear the rest of the way on the National Hotel. <laughs> 